was the worst rendition of happy birthday I've ever heard in my life. You guys have redeemed us as a church, and I thank you for it. Now, it it's, um, it's so so cool to have you here, and, um, and, and to be able to preach on my birthday. I actually can't think of anything else I'd rather do on my birthday than help lead people to Jesus. And uh, so it's a great honor to do it. And I'm 37 years old today. I, 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 I don't know why that gets a whoop, but it gets a whoop. Um, I just I hear it's all it's all forwards from here. That's what I that's what I hear. And it's all good times, and so um, we're so thankful that you've come to um, share my birthday with me today on this Sunday. Uh, I want to welcome you if you're a guest here today. Uh, we're so glad to have you. Welcome. We pray you have an amazing time with us. I want to preach the last part in this series. We've been doing a series called Anatomy, looking at what the Bible says about different parts of the body. And uh, all day we do this series, and tonight. We've got another one of our young guns preaching. We've got our youth pastor, Nathan Mead, is going to be bringing the word tonight at 5 p.m. So I encourage you to get on out. We've got, again, we've got a whole other level of, of leaders in this church that you've never, ever seen. And so I encourage you to go uh, hang out there and uh, encourage those guys. I want to talk today and look at what the Bible says about feet. Feet. And uh, you're either in one of two camps when it comes to feet. You either are okay with feet or you hate feet. Like you, you, you hate feet with a, with a passion, like with the depth of your soul, you hate feet. Like don't get them near me, don't get them around me, I don't like the look of them. My wife is one of these people. Since the day we met, she's like, I hate feet, don't touch me with your feet, don't touch my feet, don't look at my feet, don't look at, she's out of control, right? Just please pray for her, that would be, um, that would help me a lot. Your, your feet, your, your feet give you, they're really complex by the way, your feet, but they give you the ability to stand and to walk and to create motion. And the Bible says this about, about feet in Proverbs chapter 4. It says, Be, give careful thought to the paths of your feet and be steadfast in all of your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. See, biblically speaking, feet, when the Bible talks about feet, it's not really talking about feet. What it's talking about is what feet do. It's talking about where you go. And, and it's not just talking about where you go, it's also talking about how you go there. So not just the way you go, but the way you actually go as you go. So the heart, the intent, the culture, the values, the things that you display as you go towards where you're going, it's about direction, but also about how you go in that direction. And, and so what I wanna do today is I wanna just unpack and explore really quickly three different references or, or allusions to feet in the Bible. And I wanna pick out just the truth that I see within each one of these things. Now, these three things aren't necessarily related to each other, but um, what, I, what I wanna do with this me, uh, message is what I've done over the last uh, few of this series where I've, I've asked some questions, and they're not questions that I wanna ask of you, they're questions I wanna pose that you would ask of yourself. And I want them to, I want them to be questions that, that I would ask of myself as well, and, and I pray that in this little shotgun message, we're gonna throw a bunch of stuff at you. I pray that something sticks and maybe God highlights something to you. Maybe God stirs you and you walk out here a little bit different because of your feet. Is that all right today? It's my birthday, so you have to encourage me, all right? Doesn't matter. Well, you, this is the worst message you've ever heard. You go, go Steve, you're doing great. <laughs> the first question I have comes out of a passage of scripture in the Psalms, Psalm 37. It's in your notes, it'll be on the screen. It says this, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. What do you take steps with? You take steps with your feet. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they'll never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. My first question I want you to ask of yourself is this. What is my next step? 
What is my next step? I've, I've actually shared this point before a, a number of times, but I feel like it's the kind of question that would be good to ask every single day. Lord, what is my next step? A number of years ago, I did this um, thing called the Oxfam Trail Walker Challenge. It's a 100 kilometer walk in 24 hours. You gotta try and get this thing knocked off. You don't, you don't really stop. You walk 100 kilometers in 24 hours. And, and it's, it's out of control, uh, but, but the, the whole journey from point A to the end of the 100 Ks, you know what it begins with? It begins with one step. You just take one step. And then you take another step and you take another step and another and you go over beach and over farmland and over different terrain and over mountains and, and through the forest and through different paths, but through streams. And you know what, even when it gets dark and you can't really see where you're going, you just keep taking a step. And even when it's really, really difficult, you just keep taking a step. And even when you're lost and you think, I don't know where I'm, you just keep taking a step. And even when you really don't know how you're gonna get to the end, you just keep taking a step. And even when my body broke down and this foot stopped working and this knee stopped working, I was walking a bit like this like someone had had a stroke along the way. Uh, that, you just gotta keep taking the steps. Even when it's painful, even when it hurts, even when it doesn't make sense, even when you don't understand, you just keep taking the steps. And see, this is kinda like what God's journey for us looks like. It's a series of steps. God, delight, God ordains the steps of the godly. He's got steps for you to take, friend. This, this big steps, small steps, when you don't see the end steps, when it hurts steps, when it's painful steps, when it's dark steps, He's got steps. And the thing you gotta understand is this life with Jesus is not stagnant. It's not stand still. It's not like I'm just gonna sit here and wait. No, 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 no. It's all about a series of steps that you've gotta take. If you're in the same spiritual and personal position right now that you were in 12 months ago, the problem is you didn't take steps. God doesn't want that for your life. God doesn't want you to stay as you are for the rest of your journey. God has got motion and movement and direction for you to go on and it begins with just one step. You don't have to go from point A to point B in one big jump. It doesn't say the Lord directs the leaps and bounds of the godly. It's just the steps of the godly. And where you, get, where you take a step, you get what you need to take the next one. And you get clarity for the next one. All, all you have to do is do what's very next in front of you that God is leading you towards. Can I ask the question, what is your next step? If God has got steps for all of us to take, what is your step? What is it you feel God laying on your heart to do or to, to move towards? What is the thing that God is stirring in you and God is speaking to you about to actually moving and go towards it, there's a whole bunch of steps you could possibly take. I'll put up on the screen now, there's a series of steps that maybe could, could be possibly your step. They may not be. Maybe today you're in this place and you've never really placed your, your life into the hands of God. You've never really trusted Jesus. Maybe that's your first step you've got to take, friends. Maybe that's the step God's, maybe that's why you're here today. Maybe that's why you came to church because you're like, man, I need to take that step. But there could be a whole bunch of other ones. I don't know what it is for you. Maybe it is to follow what these guys did and take that step of getting baptized. Maybe it's to, to go, you know, like people are like, oh, you should get baptized. Like, yeah, I'm not, not sure if I'm ready. Do you, have you put your faith in Jesus? Are you following him? You're ready. Like you're ready. Like what are you waiting for? You don't, like, you don't clean yourself up. He cleans you up, right? You, you just come as you are. You follow him and he'll get you sorted, man. Baptism. Maybe it's giving. Maybe you've never taken a step to begin to trust God with your finances. You'll never know the above and beyond provision of God until you trust Him with your finances. Maybe that's a step you've got to take. Many people sit in church for years and years and years and never really trust God with their finances. I'm telling you, friend, you're, you're missing out on the above and beyond, abundant who God is. That's who He is, the exceedingly abundantly above God. That's enough. 
Maybe it's time to join a small group. Maybe ask for prayer. Maybe there's a prayer team at the end of the service. It'll be down the front. That maybe the, the moment for you is to go, maybe I need to take that step and go get prayer for the thing that I've been struggling with my whole life. Go get some counseling. Join the dream team. Maybe it's time to start using your life to make a difference in someone else's life. Do a course. Get on our growth track. Discover the gifts and the purpose that God has created you for and then go and begin to activate that in a meaningful way. Maybe, maybe your step is to go ask for or offer forgiveness. Nothing will restrict your life and God like unforgiveness will. So, so maybe that step is you to go, I need to get beyond that junk and deal with that stuff. Maybe your step is just to lift your hands and worship and stop caring what everyone thinks and stop caring what the people around you might say or think about you and start going, God, I don't care anymore. I'm giving you my everything. Maybe your step, God's calling you to read your Bible every day. Maybe that's the step. You don't have to go and be a missionary in Africa tomorrow. Just start reading your Bible tomorrow. Maybe that's the step along the way. Maybe it's to give something up. Maybe to do a fast. Maybe God is laying on your heart to maybe fast from some food for, for a day, two days, three days. Just disconnect from the world for a while and get connected with Him. Maybe it's to do an internship with us. We have an Elam Leadership College. We've got an internship program. It can run over three years, first year, second year, third year, and it's a phenomenal program. Maybe you feel God stirring you to, to follow Him into full-time ministry or to go down that, that road. And we've got actually got an open day for our leadership college. If you're interested or thinking about it, or maybe you feel God stirring you, that that's your step. Uh, in about a week and a half's time, down at Willow Park, down at uh, Buckland, Eastern Beach, uh, our block course will be happening with all our students. There's about 80 students from around New Zealand doing it right now. And maybe you're st God's stirring you. Go check it out. We'd love to talk to you. What is your next step? Whatever it is, I don't know what your step is. I know what mine is. What's your next step? Take that step. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. And He delights in all of it. The second question comes out of Romans 10. Romans 10 says this in about verse number 13, 14. It says, how beautiful are the feet. Now, that's an oxymoron for some people. Like, those two, beautiful and feet doesn't. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. My second question is this. Do I leave a trail of blessing? Do I leave a trail of blessing? We've got two small boys in our house. Well, three small boys if you count me, uh, according to my wife. But we've got two small boys. And, and if, if we leave them unsupervised for any length of time, our house gets destroyed. Like there is a trail of chaos destruction that goes like from the bedroom to the lounge. There's bed sheets and pillows and clothes and toys and Lego, and if you stand on that piece of Lego, I'm telling you, you're gonna go meet Jesus. <laughs> like, you don't know pain. Like, oh, having babies is real painful. You stand on Lego. You stand on Lego. You stand on one piece of Lego, you're gone, done. It's over. Then come talk to me, right? There's all kinds of stuff. There's mandarin peels, there's food wrappers, there's animals, there's other children. It's just destruction. Right through the house. And, you know, I kind of feel like some people never grow up out of that. It's either destruction... But, but it kind of follows them in every other area of their life. So these people walk through life and there's a trail of broken relationships and messy situations and, and bad outcomes and all kinds. Of, there's just a, a trail of destruction that go behind people. Can I tell you, if you're a follower of Jesus today, 
then then the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is alive in you. You are a carrier of the most transformative message that ever graced planet Earth. It's called the gospel of Jesus, that God so loved this world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. You carry it with you. So wherever you go, friends, there should be a trail of blessing. Bible says that goodness and mercy follow me every day of my life. Listen, as you go, goodness and mercy are just making a trail right behind you. There should be a, a, a trail of blessing and the kingdom of God should be manifest where you go and rooms and, and family gatherings and places that you enter into where your feet walk. They're beautiful, not destructive. They actually carry a trail of blessing. There's this other interesting passage in, in Matthew chapter 10. And I wanna look at this from a different angle, just a different lens. I'm not saying it's right, I'm just saying, let's look at it from a different lens. Jesus says this to his disciples, he says, if any household or town refuses to welcome you or listen to your message, shake off its dust from your feet as you leave. And, and we often can read that passage and think, oh, Jesus is saying like, if they don't accept you, if they're mean to you, if they don't want it, then just like, see you later, leave them behind. But, but there's a, if you look at the Jewish context of what life was like with Jesus at that time, there is this cultural truth where a rabbi would walk and where a rabbi would walk, his disciples would follow. And the rabbi would walk and teach and the disciples would follow. And as the rabbi walked, dust would get stirred up from his feet and it would settle on the feet and the garments of the disciples walking behind him. And if you were the disciple closest to him, you would get covered in the dust of his feet and it would be on your garment and on your feet. And that was not seen as a bad thing. That, in fact, was seen as an honorable thing. It was, a, it was a sign of blessing to be covered in the dust of your rabbi. So when Jesus says, when you leave that place, shake off a bit of dust, maybe he's saying, shake off some blessing. Maybe he's saying, even that place is mean to you, doesn't, doesn't receive you, doesn't want you. Maybe even then, leave some trail of blessing behind you. Do I leave a trail of blessing? Here's some ideas of, Maybe how you could leave some blessing wherever you go. Leaving a trail of blessing. Come on, let's put those up. Wherever you go, build people up. If you want to leave it, like the, the, the gospel of Jesus is all about building up. It's not about pulling down. It's pulling down the works of the enemy, but it's building up the kingdom of God. Listen, wherever you go, be the person that encourages the most. Be the person that stirs up the gifts in other people. Be the person that calls out the greatness of God in people. Don't be the person that leaves the trail of pulled down, ripped down people. Be the person that builds and restores and renovates and makes people feel like they can take on the world. I wanna get around people like that. Where I'm in their presence, I feel like I walk away like I can take on Goliath, man, I'm ready to go. That's the kind of person I wanna be. Invite people. A trail of blessing could simply be a trail of invitations to come and partake in what the family of God does. You'll never, you, you don't underestimate the power of an invitation to invite someone to church. So many people in our services say yes to following Jesus because someone extended a simple invitation to say, would you come? Display God's love wherever you go. Don't, don't, don't pull people down, like I said but display the love and the grace of God. Really love people. Don't use people, really love people. God's love, God doesn't use people, God loves people. Be generous, like as much as you can, be generous wherever you can. Like in any way, in any form. If you can be generous, if it's in your means to do it, do it. If it's in your means to go above and beyond, go above and beyond. Be generous, it leaves a trail of blessing. Say God bless you, like not just when people sneeze. Like maybe when you leave people, 
Just actually say, man, God bless you. I've kind of made it like a personal mission that whenever I leave someone or say thank you to someone, I just say, God bless you. When I'm getting my takeaways from McDonald's, which is not often. It's my birthday. <laughs> McDonald's. Uh, I just say, thank you, God bless you. Just say, God bless you. The we talked two weeks ago about the power of the tongue. How, how your words can bring life or bring death. Like, I'd rather bring life. Offer to pray for somebody. When you're leaving somebody, if someone's going through something difficult or something's happening, just say, would you mind if I pray for you? You'll be surprised at how many people say yes. Like, the, very few people have the guts to say no when you offer prayer. Would you, would it be okay if I pray for you? They're so like, uh, uh, yes, because they don't want to offend you, right? We don't want to offend you. So they'll say yes. Just do it. Share your story. You don't have to go to somebody to share the gospel with somebody. You don't have to walk into the room and go, <coughs> everybody, John chapter 3 verse 16 says. When you're talking to someone, just say, hey, I don't know it all, but I know this. I was once blind, but now I see. I don't, I don't know everything, but I've got a story, and I want to share that story with you. Leave a trail of blessing wherever you go. My last thought is this. Maybe if a band can come, that'd be amazing. My final question comes out of John chapter 13. And it's probably the most famous moment of feet being mentioned in the Bible. It says this, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, that he had come from God and was going back to God, arose from supper and laid aside his outer garments, taking a towel, tied around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Going to verse number 12. When he washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, do you understand what I've done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I've given you an example that you should also do just as I've done to you. My third question is really simple. It's this, am I washing feet? Am I washing feet? This moment with Jesus like cannot be understated. Like it is a powerful and, and, and pivotal moment in the gospels. It is phenomenal. For Jesus to do this act was so unheard of, like unspeakable, that a rabbi, a teacher, a Lord would go and wash. That's the job for the lowest. That's the job for the servant. The fact that a, a, a master, a Lord, would get on his knees and wash feet was just unthinkable, unthinkable. That's why Peter's response is like, no, you're not. You're not doing that. Jesus says to him, like, if you, if you don't let me do this, you've got no part in me. And what Jesus is doing in this moment is, is he's reestablishing a value system. And what he's doing in this moment, he's redefining, on one hand, he's redefining what leadership looks like. Leadership is not lording it over people for your own gain. He's redefining leadership. But in another sense, he's actually redefining life. He's redefining what it means to be a disciple and a follower of him. See, this, this right here is, is, a, is a maturity moment for the disciples. Because up until this moment, following Jesus had been largely about them. God shaping them, Jesus helping them, Jesus teaching them, Jesus developing them, Jesus growing them, right? That's been the journey to this point. And in this moment, Jesus flips it. He says, it's been about you this whole time, cool, but I'm gonna wash your feet. 
but now you've got to go wash other people's feet. In this moment, Jesus flips it and He says, to be a follower of me, it's not about what I do for you. It's not about getting your feet washed. It's now about you washing other people's feet. It's a maturity moment. It's a flip. Where He's like, no longer is this just about what I do for you. This is now about what you do for me. He changes it from following Jesus being about them to following Jesus now being about other people. And this is a maturity moment for the disciples. And this is a maturity moment that every single one of us has to get to. We have to. And I often say have to in church, but we have to get to this point. And I pray for all of us, it gets there sooner rather than later. We're, we're following Jesus is no longer just about you getting your feet washed. We're following Jesus is now about you washing people's feet. Yeah, listen, when you first come to Jesus, you need it to be about you. He'll get in there, He'll fix you, He'll help you, He'll sort you. Like He'll, it's like you're learning, you're growing, you're developing, but there's a point where it has to shift. And if it doesn't shift, you'll be stuck there the, whole, the rest of your journey and you'll miss out. You'll miss out on the fullness of what God has for you. you, you there's a point where you have to go, okay, from this point now, it's no longer about me getting my feet washed, it's now about me washing people's feet. And I pray for all of us that we get there sooner rather than later. Because the sooner you get there, the more you discover of God. The more expansive and open this walk with Jesus becomes, the more powerful this walk becomes. See, when following Jesus is about me and my feet being washed, here's what it looks like. It's about me and my feet being washed. Can we get that up? Is that all right? Otherwise you're looking at me. Here we go. We're following Jesus about me and my feet being washed. My focus is me going to heaven, my needs being met, my convenience and preference, and what church can do for me. That's, that's okay, but it, there's gotta be a point where that changes. And when following Jesus about others and washing others' feet, my focus is others going to heaven, others' needs being met, sacrifice of my convenience and preference, and what can I do for the church? And like I said, my prayer is that you get this sooner rather than later. Because when you realize this is not about me, this is not about you, Following Jesus is not about what He can do for you. It's about what He wants to do through you to bless this world. And when you come to church, you've got to come with a mindset that says, I'm here to wash feet. When you go to work, I'm here to wash feet. When you go to smoke, I'm here to wash feet. When I go to the bar, I'm here to wash feet. all your, am I washing feet? Is this all about me still? Or am I washing feet? I pray you get there. I pray you do. Because when you do, you discover so much more to God. So if you think, if you keep it all about you, you'll grow to a point and you'll stop. When you make it about others, you realize those who watered get watered. Those who pour out get poured into. Those who refresh get refreshed. You, you realize the more you give away, the more God pours in. It's an amazing thing. Am I washing feet? I'd love to pray for you, church. Can I invite you to just to bow your heads and close your eyes just for a moment? Am I washing feet? 
God, I thank you for every single person in this room. Thank you for the power and the truth of your words. And Lord, I pray that you would help each one of us to take the step you're asking us to take. Lord, help us to be brave and bold enough to do it. Help us take that step. God, I pray that you help us to be a people who just leave a trail of blessing wherever we go. I pray that you would help us be a people that wash feet. Lord, that we don't just keep getting our feet washed. We're not just here to get and have our feet taken care of, but Lord, we would be a people that would wash others. We discover your abundance in it. Friends, I want to pray one more prayer. And just one of your eyes closed and head bowed. I want to pray a prayer. And I want to invite you here today. If you're here in this room and you don't know Jesus, maybe, you, maybe you've never made a decision to follow Him. Maybe that's why you're here today. Maybe this is your step. Or maybe you're here today and you followed Him before, but you'd be honest and say, Steve, I'm far from God. I've fallen away from Him. You need to get right with Him today. I want to invite you to pray a very simple prayer with me. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pray a prayer. I'm gonna pray it out loud. But you don't have to pray it out loud. You can pray it with me in your heart. See, the truth is, friends, God loves you. He loves you more than you'll ever know or comprehend. We all mess up. We all fall short of God's standard. The Bible calls that sin. And our sin, it separates us from God. But God in His amazing, amazing grace, He sent His own Son, Jesus, to a cross. And when He died on that cross, He took upon Himself what you and I would do for our sin. And He extends to every one of us today, not judgment or condemnation. He extends to us His grace, forgiveness for all of your wrongs, your guilt, your shame, your past forgiven. He gives you a brand new life that begins right here, right now. It's called being born again by the Spirit of God. God will make you a brand new person from the inside out. God has got plans for your life. He wants to use you to transform this world. He's got a plan for you, for good and not for evil. And then God is preparing a place called eternity for you. It's called heaven. This life is not the end of the story. There's eternity for you, friends. And if you're here today and you don't know Him and you want to, or if you're far from Him, you need to get right with Him today. I wanna invite you to pray this prayer with me now. I'll pray it out loud. You pray it in your heart. Just say these words. Say, God, today I surrender my life to you. I know I've sinned, I know I've messed up, but I believe that Jesus, you died for me. So right now, I turn from my old life. I ask you to forgive me of all of my wrongs. I ask you to come in and be the Lord of my life today. Take control. I choose from this moment to live for you. Would you come in and make me brand new today? In Jesus' name. Just with your eyes still closed and head bowed. If you pray that prayer, can I firstly say, I'm so proud of you. I think this is the most wonderful decision you could ever make in your life. And I wanna encourage you and invite you to take one more little step of faith. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna count to three. And when I get to three, if you prayed that prayer, either for the very first time or you're coming back to God, I want you to be really brave right where you are. I want you to put your hand up nice and high. Now, I'm not doing that to embarrass you or call you out. I'm not gonna stand you up. But what I will do is I will see your hand. I'll acknowledge it and you can put it straight back down. This is your little step of faith. Are you ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. Hands up nice and high saying, Steve, that's me. That's me. Count me in. Awesome. I see you. God bless you. Right in the middle. See you too. Over my right. God bless you. God bless you. Yes, there too. God bless you, sir. Incredible. Anyone else saying, Steve, that's me, that's me. Come, yeah, my man, I see you over there. God bless you, buddy. 
on the front here too. God bless you both. Awesome. Right up the back, on the mezzi. I see you, Mammy. That's awesome. God bless you, bro. Awesome. But God, we thank you so much for what you're doing in this house. God, I thank you for every single person that just said yes to you. We bless them now as a church in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, church. You better put your hands together for all those people today. church, we want to do one more thing. This is probably one of the most important parts of our service. When you sat down this morning, you may have sat on or had to move a Connect card. I'm going to ask you to grab that out now. It may have fallen under the seat uh, near you. Grab that out. And I just want to encourage you, if you raised your hand just a moment ago, or perhaps you didn't raise your hand, but you wished you had, that's okay. This is for you too. We would love to be able to connect with you. We want to be able to help you take your next step. We want to be able to help you on your journey. It's really hard to do it on your own. We're not going to stalk you though, so we're not going to turn up at your house. Don't worry, it's not going to get weird, okay? But we do want to be able to help you. All you have to do is put your name and a way for us to contact you on this card. Then there's a few boxes that you can tick. One of the boxes, the second one down says, I'm committing or recommitting my life to Christ. We would love for you to tick that box. And in a few moments time, some buckets are going to go by. You can pop this card in the bucket. If you're a guest with us, you can do the same. There's a guest, there's a box there that says I'm a first time visitor. If you want to go join our growth track or uh, Steve spoke a lot about next steps. This is the best way for you to take a next step is to tick one of the boxes on this card and pop it in the bucket as it goes by in just a few moments time. We would love to be able to help you take the next step that you need to in your journey with God. There are just a couple of things I wanna mention before we receive our giving today. The first is that our one conference is coming up very soon. It is our national Elam conference and Elam people from Elam churches all over New Zealand and abroad, all over the globe are coming to our house uh, in October, the first weekend of October. We're so excited and the blessing of being part of this church is that we get to host everyone in our movement to come. We get to make it their best week of the year. And I tell you, for some of them, they've been waiting all year for this one week to come. And it is our greatest honour to look after them and make this just the most epic time. And so we are doing a big call out for everyone in our church to become dream teamers for the week, all right? You can become a one conference dream teamer simply by following that link that's on there. If you need to get out your phone right now and take a photo of it, because you have to put in that exact link, www.elmchristiancenter.org.nz forward slash one comp dream team. You're not gonna remember that, so take a photo of it, okay? And uh, go in there and fill in the form that's there. Uh, we wanna encourage you to do it. I tell you, it's the best way to attend conferences to serve at conference. So make sure you become part of the dream team. The second thing I need to let you know about is that Steve mentioned last week in his amazing service, amazing message about the eyes. He talked about this, a course called The Valiant Man. And I wanna encourage you, if you're a man in the room, you wanna get along to that course. If you heard about it last week and you wanted to get along, I encourage you to um, send an email to valiantman at elamchristiancenter.org.nz and we will get you on that course. It is such a powerful course, it will change your life. And the last and final thing that I need to let you know about, Dr. Adam Dodds, 
who is the pastor of our Dunedin Elam Church. He has a master's in theology. He is passionate about uh, seeing people follow Jesus. And he is bringing uh, a mess- two messages to us across all of our services in the day. The morning service, he's doing a message called Do All Religions Lead to God? And the night service, he's doing Why Do Bad Things Happen? I wanna encourage you to bring your friends out next week, okay? Invite people. These are good services to invite people to. All right, we are going to receive our giving now. And as our team prepares to do that, you get your little cardies ready to put in the box. Uh, Let me pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that we get to be people who don't just get our feet washed, but we get to wash others' feet. And this is one way we can actually do it. Lord, as we step out and do something practical and, and put what's in our hand into your hand, and see what you do with it as we reach and serve and influence our community more. God, I pray that what's given today would would be used so that more and more people would come to know you, Lord. That's our greatest desire is that the lost would be found. And God, I pray, Lord, that as people give, Lord, that they would be blessed, God. I pray that you would provide everything that they need, Lord, even though it's sometimes an act of faith, I pray, Lord, that you would meet them exactly where they're at with everything that they need. We just ask for your blessing over what's given today in Jesus' name, amen, amen. The buckets are gonna go round. Make sure you chuck your Connect cards in there as well. Don't forget to do that. We're gonna stand to our feet, church. We're gonna celebrate everything God has done in our service today. So come on, let's sing. Don't go anywhere though. I'm going to pray a prayer of blessing over you.